It is a lovely day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day for a neighbor. Of course, that comes from Mr. Rogers, but we are going inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Sabalera, here with you another week with the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. The ladies know he's the man with the power. You know, Kelly, coming from New York, uh, I did get your approval from the governor to allow you into the state for your new endeavor. So I just wanted to bestow that upon you now that you appreciate that work in the uh, state of New York. I appreciate that very much. Uh, If only you kind of uh, gotten the approval to bring most of my firearms with me, that would have been nice, but uh, I would, I would bring them. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Throw you out, (laughs) put me under the jail for some of them that I own. Uh, I'm going to have to find homes for my babies until I can get my permits done. He is the, uh, uh, you are the Ted Nugent of EMS, certainly with a different mindset than Uncle Ted, but, uh, you know, certainly a supporter of the First Amendment uh, or whatever it is, Second Amendment. The Second Amendment. Oh, I know you. Second Amendment supports the First. I know, that's right. (laughs) But I know that you agree with the First as well. But uh, yes. Well, if you're selling anything, let me know. I'll take a few. Oh, no, I'm not selling anything, brother. Well, I may have to sell the ones that are just absolutely illegal. That's right. But, uh, uh, until the the uh, permitting paperwork percolates through the bureaucracy, uh, I'll probably have to find homes in, in a free state uh, for my pistols and stuff. So. That's right. But anyway, you know, so one of the things that I think, uh, and you and I have talked about it, your new endeavor, if people haven't heard, mm-hmm. is you'll be leaving the ambulance you know, after 15 years of working with uh, your company and heading up to New York State, where you will be the new, um, you know, leading a new paramedic program as the lead instructor and the H, uh, you know, the, uh, I almost said HMFIC, but. Uh, no, no, that won't be me. Yeah, uh, I'll, but... I'll be I'll be a subordinate to a, to a good friend of mine and a pretty solid solid guy all right well anyway but one of the things that you and i have talked about over the years is you know ems education and how Mm -hmm. we need to change the education process and i i'm really excited for you that you now have the opportunity to be part of something that is going to create that you know different vision right it'll be interesting to follow that along as we go as you're setting Mm -hmm. up the inaugural course right now i may come out of retirement just take the course for the heck of it and uh, but one of the things that I think is interesting, and you and I have talked about that in paramedic school, in EMT school, we teach our students how to be linear thinkers, right? If A happens, yes. do C. If B happens, do C. And then when they come into the fleet, we expect them to be critical thinkers. And it's yeah. a skill that they don't have, right? We don't give them those tools. And often we beat those tools out of them if they had them innately. Exactly. So one of the things that I thought would be interesting today is as we were talking about this from a transition point for you, what is critical thinking and why is it important to EMS? So we're going to dedicate this show to the purposes of developing critical thinking, the importance of critical thinking. Then we're going to talk about some of the skills that go into developing critical thinking and uh, how to develop that. So, but I'll kind of start off, Kelly, if, if it's all right. And you know, yeah. for me, you know, for me, I think critical thinking is all about, you know, analyzing the things that happen every day. We make decisions every day and we try very, very hard to ensure that we make the best decisions every day. And sometimes 
when we are in the heat of battle on a on a multi-patient scene, we have to take mm -hmm. in all this stimulus and we have to be able to put it into some type of, uh, I don't want to use the word algorithm because we're trying to get away from that linear thought, but make mm -hmm. the best decisions that we can for our patients, for our partners, for safety, for people on the scene and delivering the highest quality of patient care. So really, if we think about it, you know, um, very simply, critical thinking is all about the discipline of being able to take in information, to experience what's happening, to have a good observation of what's happening, and to reason and make the best decisions that we can. Now, does that mean, Kelly, that the decisions are going to be right? No, it doesn't. Not always, no. No, it doesn't mean they're going to be right, but it's making the best decision with all the information that we get, you know, as an EMS leader, one of the things that I would ask the paramedics and EMTs when they had some challenges and maybe we questioned what they were doing was, what were you thinking? Why did you do it? And a lot of times the answer you get was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But this is really what's important with critical thinking. But what's your overview of critical thinking uh, as we begin? I think that overall uh, critical thinking is, is first of all, developing a good BS detector um, and having enough of a, a base background knowledge that, that you can spot things that, um, that, that may not pass muster uh, if they're examined, uh, examined thoroughly. Um, overall, I think critical thinking, basically, it's a good understanding of metacognition, you know, learning how how to learn thinking how to think and, and it requires first and foremost uh you to be um brave enough to examine your own decision making paradigm and and ask yourself hey am i full of crap uh am i too gullible do i just do i just accept something at face value because it seems right to me or feels right to me or or, or coincides with my already held beliefs um and once you learn to do that and look at your 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 own thought processes and and re-examine how you learn and how you accept and process information um uh, i think you can become self-aware enough to to learn how to think critically and develop those skills yeah i agree i think that you're absolutely right but let's let's look at some of the key critical thinking skills that you need to be able to have and kelly i think the first one that is very very important is asking the question why and having good curiosity How, yeah. why is that important in this process in your opinion well i i think one of the the hallmarks of intelligence is intellectual curiosity you have to always think and 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 always ask why what if uh try to get back in touch with that with that child that drove your parents crazy when you were when you were a toddler three or four years old constantly asking why uh, that sort of thing is how we, we gather new information, but, but adults in general and human beings are fundamentally lazy <laughs> when we get, because learning, learning is, is, uh, exercise it's work. And, and sometimes we, we like to avoid work and, uh, you know, how many people do you know, Chris, who have uh, not read a book since high school and that sort of thing. Um, and and what they 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 tend to be closed off to to new ideas and and once they have developed a thinking pattern uh they tend to stick to that pattern and not challenge it in any way and i think if you're curious if you ask um 
uh, if you ask critical questions uh, about the things in your life, then then uh, uh, that's you know that's fundamental to to uh, critical thinking. Like like, a, like that noted philosopher Ted Lasso said. Um, uh, he quoted the Walt Whitman quote, uh, be curious, not judgmental. Yeah. Um, and, and way too many people are, are uh, judgmental and not curious and they don't ask what, why, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, I think that that goes into our next skill that you need to be able to have. And that really is, you know, they say that it's logical thinking, but I'm going to call it reasoning. One of the things yes. that, one of the things that happens, uh, from a biological standpoint, uh, is or a psychological standpoint, however you want to put it, is that thoughts create feelings, feelings create mm -hmm. actions, actions create behaviors, behaviors create habits. And one of the things that you've got to be able to take out of this process of critical thinking is your emotion. And sometimes when things happen, we allow ourselves to react with emotion, to think with emotion to make decisions emotionally. And this isn't just bad decisions. We can be happy, we can be ecstatic, and we can make decisions under those pretexts as well, which may not be the very best. So when it comes to logical thinking, this is really using your brain and not using your emotion to understand what's happening and make the best decision possible. You know, in our yeah. career field, a lot of times, we deal with a lot of emotion. And in that emotion, it allows our minds to create what needs to be created. And how many times, Kelly, I mean, in your life, certainly in my life, how many times have we made emotional decisions that later we sat back and said, oh my God, that was a mistake, right? Yeah, um, a lot, <laughs> a great deal. So the old saying, if it felt good to say, it was probably the wrong thing. Um, and me lacking an internal sensor has uh, that has has gotten me into hot water more than once, um, you know. And that's one of the when, when Nancy and I would argue, um, th that is often the the source of it. Um, I'm more of a methodical and, and logical, analytical thinker, and and Nancy is more passionate and emotional. That's not to say that her decision making process is emotional, but her conversational style is. And, and my, my, and, and it's an emotional thing for me to be interrupted. I hate, hate, hate being interrupted. Well, what do you mean by that? I mean, is that? Oh, shut up, shut up. Uh, I, I hate not being able to complete a thought uh, and articulate a thought. Uh, Nancy, on the other hand, is so passionate about it, man. I mean, the, the ideas are popping out of her head. Yeah. That, and she has to pepper you with these questions. While as I am trying to process the thought as I speak it, and I'll pause, and she takes that pause as a as an invitation to jump in the conversation. I just ah, uh, but uh, the logical thinking is something I've I've habitually tried to practice uh, throughout my entire life, uh, and be you know a little analytical and and methodical about uh, yeah. uh about the way I process information. Um, it's not for everybody and, and not everyone has it innately. It's a skill that you need to practice. Uh, and I think that emotional intelligence, uh, and recognizing when you are wedded to a, uh, when, when you've invested in a particular idea that may not be the best one, um, is, is a big part in, uh, or is a, a big first step in, in becoming a more logical thinker. 
You know, I'm glad you mentioned emotional intelligence because I think it's in everything that we do. And, you know, mm -hmm. one of the one of the cores of one of the five elements of emotional intelligence is our next skill when it comes yep. to logical thinking self that's self-awareness. And one of the things that I've said, you know, and I, I consider myself to be a leadership specialist. I'm recognized as a leadership specialist. I don't call myself an expert because no one's an ever an expert in leadership. But one of the things that's important and I think is the most important characteristic of every single leader, and remember, leadership is influence. It's, it's a verb. It's not a noun. Everyone, if you have the ability to influence people, you're a leader. The most important characteristic in leadership is your own self-awareness. And this goes to exactly what you were saying. So as you're yeah. interrupted and, and, and you don't like that, and you said that I just hate being interrupted and not being able to complete a thought, the answer goes back to the why. Why is that something that irritates you? Why is that something that helps makes you re, uh, react? But in a critical thinking situation, you've got to take your own bias out of this process. And it kind of goes back to that relationship with emotion, right? So when we think about this from a self-awareness standpoint, we make decisions based on our values. We make decisions based on our beliefs. We make decisions based on our cognitive bias. And we've got to be able to ensure that we understand why we're doing the things that we're doing even in leadership when we're starting to use the verb of being able to influence people are we influencing people based on a science are we influencing people because we think that that's the way that it should be and i think that yeah. that's one of the big challenges so when you kind of put yourself in this situation and say you know i'm more logical uh, you know this person's more emotional and it irritates me when you got to ask yourself why, and you've got to be, you control that. Nobody else controls that for you. Yeah. And, you know, social media is, is anathema to uh, self-awareness and, and, and eliminating cognitive bias. And we, we have become so dependent upon it for how we think and how we feel uh, that people lose sight of the fact that the algorithms feed us that crap. You click on something because it interests you, and and pretty soon that's all you're getting, um, and there's nothing to challenge your beliefs. Right. Um, and and when we go through, uh, you know, you hear you hear people say, "Well, everybody says this, or everybody says that." No, everybody that you listen to, or everybody that you read says that, yeah. and and you are you uh, have fallen victim to confirmation bias. Uh, you have a, an, an inkling of an idea or a concept that that seems right to you, and you reject anything contrary to that, and automatically accept anything that can, that uh, that confirms your belief. And and the damn social media algorithms feed that to us, uh, to the point where um, our our entire feed becomes a, a friggin' echo chamber of nothing but uh of other people voicing the same thought and it's it's kind of silly actually well i think you're right and it's something again that's based on the e-word emotion energy and motion yes right? so yes, all right so those are the skills that you need to be able to think about um you know you need to be able to look at the fact of um being curious having good logical thinking or good reasoning and having good self-awareness. Now let's take that Kelly and let's move that into developing a critical thinking mindset. And one of the most important components here is not believing what you're told and really kind of 
uh, gathering the information you need to gather to mm -hmm. make the best decision. I mean, I've made so many mistakes in my leadership career of believing the first thing that I was told by the first person who told me. And I reacted to that based on the belief that this was gospel. And coming yeah. to find out that a lot of times I was being misled and I made decisions. So the first thing that you want to be able to do when it comes to developing a critical thinking mindset is you need to gather your information. You need to collect the data. You need to collect opinions. You need to collect facts. And it's this information that's going to be able to lead you to a point of now being able to say, okay, now I've got enough information that I can maybe figure it out. But it's a couple of things that you need to be able to think about here, Kelly. Is the information that you're getting trustworthy? Is the information that you're getting up to date? Is the information that you've received criticism of you making those decisions? Are there errors? Are there inaccuracies? Uh, you know, where's the evidence? Is this subjective? Is it biased? I mean, it's just all these things that go into this. So before you make a decision... And sometimes we've got to make snap decisions, right? And as I said in the beginning of this show, mm -hmm. sometimes the decisions we make may be wrong, but at least we were decisive. Yeah. But gathering information, how important is that to your critical thinking and developing an answer? It's it's essential. Gathering and, and analyzing information, uh, essential. Uh, it's going back to to my uh, my mention of metacognition earlier in the in the podcast. It's learning how to learn, thinking how to think. And, and people, surprisingly, a great many people don't know how to do that. Uh, and you see that in their study habits, uh, that so many students, um, and, and this is something that, you know, we hope to to uh, address in, in our paramedic program at Clarkson, is, is teaching our students how to learn, how to gather and analyze and interpret information and apply it. Uh, and so many students don't have those skills. And it's amazing that they make it uh, all the way to post-secondary education and don't know how to study. Uh, and their sole tool in their tool book is a highlighter and, and repetition over and over and over uh, because they don't know how to gather information. And, and as an educator, you have to, uh, one of your, your biggest challenges is uh, how to get someone to abandon incorrect information that they have gathered and and uh you know committed to to long-term memory and and they never checked its validity uh what's the old saying uh, the the commonly uh the common saying where uh, you know a good study is one that confirms your uh your pre-held beliefs and and a bad and flawed study is one that challenges you <laughs> and that's true you know yeah. uh, they they don't uh, they many of them have not learned to uh, divorce their emotions from, that's a, from that's a, uh, evaluating information. That's a slippery slope, though, man. And one of the things yes, is one of the edu things that we do as educators is we tend to teach people how we learn, right? And we've got yes, to indeed. be able to understand when we teach people to study, we've got to be able to teach them how to study based on their learning style and what works best for them. And we well, can't. And that's that's metacognition in itself. Uh, exactly figuring out what works best for you. And, and supplementing that. So now that we've gathered all the information, the next step in creating a, a critical thinking mindset is once we've gathered all that data, what do we do with it, Kelly? We have to put it in yeah. our microprocessors and we've got to analyze mm -hmm. it. I can't tell you how many times that things were just on fire and people would come running into my office and say, oh my God, the sky is falling. And then when we've gathered all the information, 
I've not acted on that at all, right? Because yeah. as you analyze it, you may think the sky is falling, but really it's not. And you not need to yeah. be able to talk about that. And I think that this is a missing component of critical thinking. Just because we've gotten some information doesn't mean that that information is acted on without good analysis, right? We've got to be able to understand the who, what, where, when, and why of the information that we've gathered. And is it something that we have to act on? And I think that that's important, but I think it's a missing component when it comes to critical thinking. Um, I don't know that it's a missing component, but it's one that's, that's certainly underappreciated, um, how to analyze and interpret that information and, and, uh, our next, uh, our next element, uh, evaluate it. Um, one of my superpowers in in EMS has always been, or in in life, has always been. I don't let stuff that I can't control, or that uh, that I have evaluated that is not going to affect my life right now. I don't let it bother me. I can compartmentalize very, very well. So when I am am presented with new information, and and analyze its importance uh, or its priority to me, um. And, and have judged that it's not important to me right now or that it's not going to affect the task I have at hand, I can compartmentalize very well and just put that away. Um, so, you know, um, not everyone has that. And, and some people uh, have a hard time uh, analyzing and assimilating the new information they get, uh, or more importantly, um, where to rank it in the hierarchy of uh, BS at the bottom and fact at the top uh, and, and where it should go in their decision-making paradigm. Um, and the only thing I can, I can say about that is I, I think it just takes practice. I think you have to, as you develop your BS detector, your critical thinking skills, um, you will learn along the way what, uh, what information uh, is important and what information is not. Uh, that's probably the the very first step of analysis. Is this information important to me or is it not? Interesting. I want to cha- take on it. I want to challenge you a little bit then. Go ahead. I'm going to go off script here a little bit and I want to challenge you a little bit. How does what you just said about compartmentalizing fit into the fact that you allow you know, you talked earlier about being analytical versus emotion and mm-hmm. having those discussions. How come you can't fit that into that situation then? I mean, why is it that you have to, you can't, you know, separate that from a, a compartmentalizing standpoint to allow yourself now to get emotional? And I think this may be a little bit personal, but if you're able to compartmentalize some things, how come it doesn't work all the time? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I think that the 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 ability to compartmentalize stuff um, hinges on uh, uh, separation of emotion from the way we we process. Yeah, I think that's you a know? good point. Yeah, and, and 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 I don't let it. I try not to let it trigger me. There are certain things that that trigger me and and hijack the old amygdala and uh, and the fangs come out, but. The rest of it I can take pretty placidly, and uh, uh, and when you can uh, divorce yourself emotionally from the information you're processing, it makes it much easier to analyze. Yeah. Much easier to analyze because you're not, you know, our our natural reaction to being challenged is is defensiveness, um, and and uh, you know those those coping mechanisms for for intellectual physical challenge come out. Yeah. Um, and and 
but if you're not emotionally invested, then you can you can be much more uh, rational and and analytical about it. Um, That's a good point. So yeah. It's not a uh, it's not a 100 percent process. And it's, a, you know, like we said earlier, you know, it's a process you work on and you grow uh, and you develop it with practice. It's never perfect. Yeah. So. You know, and I'm glad you brought up, you know, it makes you defensive at the time that we're, you know, not knowing when people are going to listen to the show could be years down the road. July yeah. of 2023, I just had an article come out on how to deal with defensive people. So, uh, you know, check that out. It's out now. Um, so next, you know, we so we talked about um, developing a critical thinking mindset, gather information. We talked about analysis. And then we need to be able to evaluate. And this is the final step. It involves challenging the information and the rationalization and the arguments and apply the law of reason. And the and when we think about the laws of reason, Kelly, it's induction, it's deduction, and it's analogy. And this is what uh, gives us the ability to judge the argument, determine its merits, and then what are we going to do about this? You know, there's some great articles out there. There's great research on there on rational thinking. I, I challenge everybody mm -hmm. to go to Dr. Google and check that out. But now that we have the information, now that we've analyzed the information and we know that it's good data, we have to be able to evaluate the importance of this. And then we've yeah. got to go through the steps of problem solving to come up with the best answer. Just because you're a critical thinker doesn't mean that's what you're reacting on. Now that I know the information's okay, I analyze the information and I'm evaluating its importance, now comes the steps of problem solving to come up with the best response. But why is this a good wrap up to critical thinking? Well, you know, I, I think every bit of information, ultimately, the 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 ultimate arbiter of the importance of a piece of information is of what use is it to me? How can I use it? How can I apply it? Uh, and, and that's evaluation of the information uh, in the critical thinking process in a nutshell. It's challenging the information and, and rationalizing its arguments. Um, and, and one of the things that, you know, my personal challenges is I like to play devil's advocate. Uh, I like to take a, a position that I hold and attack it critically uh, from from a, a differing or often an opposite viewpoint and see if it holds up. And if it does, then then I, I deem it valid. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I'll. All too often, we we don't get the opportunity to do that and look at the bigger picture and see where this fits in the entire puzzle because we're so focused on uh, on that sort of thing. We only, uh, as thinkers, uh, pay attention to the information that is immediate to us, and and you know that's not just in learning new information. That's in 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 general as human beings. You know how many times, Chris, have we talked about EMS advocacy? Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, arguing and debating these big topics about the future of EMS, uh, while still acknowledging that the, the vast majority of EMS providers out there can't afford to do this because they're worried about their next paycheck, their next pair, their next patient, uh, and the, the next bill they have to pay. So they can't step back from it and see the big picture. Um, and I think being secure in, in, in your your knowledge base uh 
um, helps you step back from that. Uh, when you're still learning your, uh, when you were a new paramedic, Chris, were you, were you a critical thinker, uh, or, or were you a fledgling critical thinker who really, really, really needed his protocols? Oh, I was, um, a I was an emotional thinker, very much an emotional thinker. No, critical. See, I wasn't an emotional thinker, but I was, I was very much, uh, very much dependent on protocols. My, my problem was, is I didn't like my protocols. So I thought I would write the perfect protocols, you know, that, that could that could make people and everybody around me treat patients the way I would, um, uh, the way they obviously needed to be treated. Um, and, and it wasn't until much later uh, that I developed the, the perspective, uh, the big picture thinking that where I realized you can't, there are many, many ways to approach that problem. And if I just cut those protocols in half uh, and replaced uh, shall and must with may and consider uh, and embrace nuance uh, in in my thinking that um, uh, things would be things would be better uh, and I think that's probably one of the uh, that's the hardest part uh, at the end is being able to embrace ambiguity and nuance uh, and not be afraid of saying it depends yeah you know students hate that yeah. You know, students ask you a question, they want a concrete answer, and they absolutely hate it depends because they're on the other side of that Dunning curve. Um, and uh, they're on that mountaintop of ignorance, and they think that, you know, if we can give them a boost up uh, to get a little higher, that, um, that they'll know what they need to know, uh, what they don't realize yet. They don't know enough to realize that there's a whole lot they don't know. And, and, and the more they learn, uh, the, the, the more they don't know, uh, that chasm widens. Uh, so learning how to say, uh, how to embrace it depends, or, or this stuff is really complex and it's not quite that simple, uh, is, uh, um, which is a good foundation for critical in, thinking. Yeah. Yes, oh. indeed. Um, uh, but you have to, you have to, to, uh, be able to rationally evaluate uh, that information, uh, as you have pointed out, induction, deduction, analogy, and and uh, uh, attacking your your information viewpoint and challenging it uh, sure. from the, a devil's advocate perspective and that sort of thing. Yeah. But hey, that's what we think. Uh, <laughs> that's what we think. Hopefully, critically, we'd like to hear what you think. <laughs> what kind of what kind of steps, tricks, techniques? help you critically evaluate new information. If you're an educator, how do you how do you foster critical thinking skills in your students? I'd be really interested to hear that. Uh, so email us at the show at ems1.com. And for myself and co-host Chris Ceballero, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Don't forget to check out the video uh, and our faces made for radio on the YouTube channel. And thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We'll catch you next week. Thank uh -huh.